Well, it's happening, guys. Welcome to 16W today without Norman. He is, I believe, on a um, on a sleeping exhibition. He's hitting like every room around the house, snoring and farting, and then moving on to the next room. He's like the aliens from from Independence Day. They take over a planet. He takes over a room. They get what they need from that room, and then he gets what he needs from that room, and he goes to the next. They got what they needed from the planets and went to the next one. So he's kind of like uh, Independence Day alien in that regard. Uh, don't mind me today. I'm having a bit of a bad hair day on a Monday. Um, no n sense of consequence there. I've been having a bad face life and a mostly bad body life uh, that I've uh, learned to work around. So we'll continue to do that here. Just wanted to uh, check in and tell you about this documentary that I watched last night. And it was it's the creepiest thing. I don't know if any of you guys have... HBO Max. Don't know what that is. I'll edit that out in post-production. Um, HBO Max is you know, like everything else, Hulu, Netflix, another subscription service. I basically only signed up for it to see the Zack Snyder cut. Uh, that's this DC Batman nerd. Um, basically, like a, instead of doing um a three hour or four hour movie he broke this up did his full extended version of what his vision of the dc stuff is and kind of bring it to um you know uh, to hbo max in like i think it's like four maybe five different parts of i think like 90 minutes each. it's like rid something ridiculous um and i may be totally wrong I'm, I'm just talking out of my ass with the timing that's what i think i heard but i could be completely wrong so um, when anybody reads, uh, listens to this and goes, uh, he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's a newbie when it comes to comic book talk and, uh, and um, the Marvel DC universe. And I will tell you why I am not a novice to that. The difference between the Marvel movies and why they're so great and why the DC falls short, in my opinion, as a slightly uh, above novice comic book um, you know, superhero uh, expert, if you expert, uh, air quotes. Um, what Marvel did is they they built characters over like Iron Man, uh, Captain America, Hulk. Even though Hulk changed a couple times in the movies, they built up those characters. So you had a little bit of origin stories, and you had all of the, um, you know, developed characters as you had them. And then when it got to the point where it became the Avengers, you already had pretty much everybody's backstory or you knew them from cameos in other movies and they built it up. And I think Avengers, the first one is like the 10th maybe or 11th movie in the, in like the whole installment, something like that. Again, I'm just bullshitting that we watched all 18 of them at one point when it was only 18. I think it's more now. Um, so the uh, so they built the characters up and then they brought them all together. The thing that DC has done, and yes, there's the comedy part of comedy part of Marvel that's into their stuff and the darkness of DC. I don't really think that plays a big part in it. I think people go to Batman for some darkness. Obviously, by the Christopher Nolan trilogy, I mean people dug that, but that was again an origin story, a master villain, and a like a sort of like a runoff into the sunset of a trilogy. So. Um, and they were great and, and they were dark. So I don't think it's a really a darker, a, com a comedic thing. Um, for me, Batman's always been my favorite, I think. Uh, and Superman, never really my favorite. I mean, you could see, uh, sometimes you could see in the camera shot, the I have Batman and Superman 
those are like Mego action figures from when I was a kid. And I have I have other ones, but th those are the three that I display. So Batman and Superman, I always like Batman better just because Superman became boring. I, it, there was no way to like they had to come up with all these crazy ways to to kill him, you know, like to do all these things to get rid of him. Lex Luthor wasn't enough and it, people it, it, whatever. So Batman was my favorite. But when you get to this new iteration of these films, they kind of threw Batman in right in with him, you know, a dawn of justice. You know, he was thrown right into that. There was no, the Batman origin movie for that. It was like, all of a sudden he's in a buddy movie with a superhero that's stronger than him and could kill him at any moment. And his technology doesn't work. And that movie fell flat because you're already, you're throwing too much into it. You don't, you know, you're, you're expecting the audience to just pick up and realize where you are in different phases of comics and throw these characters together. You know, Batman's later in life, Superman never ages. So you, you don't know, this all sorts of tricky stuff. And um, one of the things I, two of the things I've watched about this that were really good is Kevin Smith did a whole thing um, on, on at one point he was supposed to, I think, do Superman and Nick Cage, I think, or Nick Cage was supposed to be Superman one time. And then, yeah, Nick Cage was supposed to be Superman one time. It was a documentary showing him in his costume and stuff. It, it was a dark version of Superman. And then um, the funny thing is, is that, uh, 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 what's his name? Kevin Smith from Clerks and all mall, mall Rats and that stuff. He was supposed to write the initial, like, new version of batman i think it was or one of the you know it was superman so he was supposed to write a new version of that based on his experience with the comics and um and he uh wrote a story that was they basically shit all over him for what he wrote and then took parts of his story and basically put it into the newer movies the new superman movie the new batman movie um and then all of a sudden it's like dawn of justice justice league and now you've just thrown in flash cyborg and Aquaman before their origin stories ever come out. So that you're, uh, so this whole Zack Snyder thing is is basically um, is basically uh, the long drawn out version. I'm assuming it's going to have origin stories for each one of them uh, to kind of develop their character, so that when they come together at the end, where how Justice League got cut up and whatever. So, uh, so that's <laughs> that's HBO Max. That's why I signed up for HBO Max. What I watched last night was absolutely. I mean, it, it's disturbing. I, it always disturbed me the whole time it was going on, but hearing about it from the inside uh, it was super disturbing. So I don't know if you have HBO Max, but if you do, if there's some other way to get it, I'm assuming not for at least a little while. There's a four-part documentary called Allen versus Farrow, and it talks about Mia Farrow and uh, Woody Allen and their relationship with each other and with their with her children, and then ultimately with his one child. So. The long and the short of it is Mia Farrow was an actress in uh, Rosemary's Baby. Uh, Woody Allen's a director, has directed a ton of great stuff. Neither one of them ever really did anything for me. Like she's way before my time and I never really liked his smarmy character type deal. It, it just, it, I wasn't ever into him really. So, but I knew of the story and the story that I always knew was, you know what, uh, Mia Farrow had an adopted daughter named Soon Yi. When and Mia Farrow and Woody uh, Allen were dating while she was still young, and then as she got older, or maybe not, that you know, kind of deal, uh, he started to have a relationship with her. And then, um, and what the documentary said last night, it wasn't until the first year of college for her, so you know, timing of that, whatever. But either way, they're not related. 
little creepy. It's kind of creepy. It's, you know, his ste- not even his stepdaughter. It's the, his girlfriend's daughter. He ends up hooking up with her. And I think they've been together still to this day. So he's he's, I guess, good with that relationship. But the whole thing talks about how they meet by chance. They um, they get together. He's not interested in her kids. Flat out says, I'm not interested in your kids. She's a actress ish at that point in her life. I think this is like late 70s, early 80s. And she is um, she's living in New York with her mother and her seven adopted children. I think they're all adopted. No, she had two from one guy. I think two from another guy. You'd have to watch the specifics on that. But she had seven total. And she starts, she meets Woody Allen by chance. They kind of hang out and talk. And it'd be, you know, he basically tells her flat out a couple of the things he said flat out were just kind of, um, kind of creepy was, uh, you know, he, he told her flat out, look, I, I would like to see you, but I want nothing to do with your kids. Okay. I mean, that's straight up. That's baller. If she's going to go for it and you can, if you're not into that, um, but she was, you know, she says it was a different time. I liked having my boyfriend. I liked having my kids. I didn't have to worry about it getting too commingled. So she dug that. So she continues along with this relationship and he starts to warm up to one of her adopted sons and apparently to one of her adopted daughters, uh, however later that became. But um, then they went, I think she went to adopt another baby and she got a, a daughter named Dylan. Um, and would, there's a quote in there somewhere to the effect of paraphrasing, uh, I'll only deal with a, a baby if it's blonde hair and blue eyed girl to that, something to that effect. And uh, like, that's fucking creepy, dude. Like uh, you're, you, you're cherry picking. Are you, are you, you know, for, I guess, I don't know. It's going to get controversial if I say this, he's a Jewish guy and he wants uh, uh, like what Hitler was trying to create with his, in uh, his breeding programs in Germany, big, tall, blonde hair, blue eyed, whatever. Um, But that's what he, he wanted a little blonde hair, blue eyed girl. And they ended up getting, I think, adopting Dylan and she, um, cause they tried to get pregnant or something like that. They couldn't cause he finally caved in and said he wanted a kid and then they get Dylan. By the time she's, I think five years old and he's overly affectionate to her the whole time. Like every like home video you see, it's always now that you know the story, maybe that it's a little bit awkward, maybe to the naked eye, it didn't seem that way. But in the, sh- in the show, they kind of, they kind of a- allude to, you know, having an idea what was going on. But, um, but, uh, uh, their daughter goes to um, see this, I guess, child psychologist at like five. And she says, you know, there's nothing wrong. There's, there's nothing wrong with her. Um, but she's told she, the, she told, ended up telling the therapist that she had a secret, like multiple times. I have a secret. I have a secret. And the therapist never relayed that message back to me, a Pharaoh. So it kind of slipped through and the therapist gave the impression that she was okay. Just, you know, coming out of her shell type of stuff. Then some stuff continues. He gets kind of busted again. And it got so creepy. One of the things I thought was the creepiest thing. Dylan forgot one of her favorite teddy bears in a hotel in some country in Europe. They were now in another country in Europe filming. Woody Allen sent a private uh, a private jet or bought a, a first, uh, bought a first class ticket for someone to go get that bear and put the bear in a first class ticket seat to go from one country to another country in Europe. Um, so that she would have the teddy bear the next day. So, you know, it's, it's a little, it's a little overboard. I mean, I do a lot for my nieces and my nephews. I don't know if I'd buy them a first class plane ticket for them, let alone for a teddy bear. But, um, but uh, this is kind of his infatuation with this little girl. 
and people start to notice they're still together and there's it's even though it's creep creepy stuff going on and they have finally Mia Farrow just they she's pregnant and she has a baby boy Satchel who has ultimately changed his name to Ronan and Ronan Farrell is the writer the brilliant writer who unearthed the um the uh whole Harvey Weinstein me too which in turn prompted the me too stuff so um now i don't want to get into the whole how far is the pendulum swinging with anti me too and me too and what is me too and what's not me too i think it's clear that if if someone feels uncomfortable by another person's actions that could turn into that that's a me that could turn into a me too moment when someone who knows what what someone feels violated for i know the things that violate me a lot of times it's it could be just someone um in line at a store talking my ear off for 10 minutes while I'm trying to check out with melting ice cream. So, um, so I, for me, I, you know, my barometer is a little bit off, but, uh, so this, so this kid, I'm thinking to myself and kid, this man, Ronan, uh, as I'm watching it, I'm thinking is his insight as a child to seeing what was going on with his sister, who I think was two or four years older than him. Um, seeing that environment as a kid growing up, does that make him acutely aware to be able to sniff out whether or not, you know, from a story, vague story, hearing from somebody else, he said, that sounds like something from my childhood. And does it, does it prompt it that way? Or is he just a good investigative reporter and it just happened to happen that way? But it seemed like, a, a, as I was watching it, a, a weird, a weird correlation, um, you know, for, uh, for, him to be able to identify that as I was watching it. Another creepy thing was at one point, I guess Dylan was infatuated with the wizard of Oz and, and Woody Allen basically had his production crew on one of his movies, build her like a, a pair of Ruby slippers and make them from the make, uh, from the prop department to, to go in and do that. It's like just I, that I could see doing. He has access to it. That's one thing. The airfare thing was another thing, but I just, either way, I, I to he just he, knowing the story it came across creepily so and and i may be i may have been a little bit tired by the time the end of it was like dozing in and out because i had it on pretty late last night but um at one point I, I believe it ends with the you know dylan talking about uh after sunyi gets discovered dylan the, the last expression she says on screen is well i i realized this was going on with my sister um me too. Or, you know, I'm not the only one. I think it was me too. But uh, it sounded better in the dream I was having that it would be me too. It would kind of be, uh, you know, uh, symmetrical, simpatico that they, they buttoned it up that way. But, um, but it could have been something else. I don't know. I was pretty sleepy at that point. Um, and then <clears throat> that was really good. I watched that last night. And then the other day I was, I was looking online and um, I get like these headlines come up on my phone. I don't know if anybody else has this. Like I have a few apps on my phone. And I, I must have set notifications wrong, but occasionally I'll get a story. So like people, people online sends me a story and I'm like, I just, it, it's such a bad headline. It doesn't even make me interested in wanting to, not in the slightest, it's an immediate swipe left and get that thing off my phone. Cause I don't even want the remnants of it. It's like, so now like if the headline is, Hey, as a human race, we just landed, uh, something on Mars, a Rover on Mars to explore space exploration for the next thousand years of our existence. If we're somehow able to, if we go ahead and end up 
wrecking the planet or whatever ends up happening here will have an outlet. Um, then I'm like, wow, I'll read that. I'll put that three minute read, four minute read, five minute read into that article. But when the people online headline is Wilmer Valderrama becomes a dad, I'm so not interested. Like, why do I care? The guy is like a, a notorious player. Um, it's like, uh, oh, he he was uh, dropping his line in the water for the past 25 years and finally a fish caught. I mean, is that the is that the uh, the analogy of that? Like, I, and I don't want to know what that I don't want to know who the fish is or or what they produce from it. It's just um, I don't know. I, I couldn't couldn't care less about that article. And then, uh, you know, just kind of hanging out, watching watching TV this past weekend with my wife, and we were talking about um, like like uh, sequential TV shows and non sequential TV shows, like. If you watch, uh, and I'll use cop genre in the same thing here. If you're watching, say, Blue Bloods, it's episodic. Like, you you got to follow from one episode to the next, new partners. Um, same thing with Chicago PD. That stuff kind of happens. And you have to follow storylines that carry over. In SVU, I think what makes SVU so great and been on for 20 plus, 21 years or whatever it is, is that even though characters change, people come in and out. The story is encapsulated into that one 48 minute, you know, piece that they put out every week or whenever it comes out. And you could tune into anyone at any time. Uh, it's been going on for years, starting with the original law and order. And now with SVU for the longest time, um, these just play out of order on different channels, USA, oxygen, um, uh, my buddy's channel, my buddy's channel. And, uh, not not one oh god that's ion my buddy works for ion you know ion plays all this stuff you know all this different stuff so um and they recycle you know they recycle them all in and out now i think it's a hawaii 5 thing they have going on but the coolest thing about svu we were kind of sitting around and it was late in the day and we had done all the things we had to do for the day and uh i uh we're flipping through Hulu or whatever. I'm like, oh, there's a new episode of SVU. And she's like, oh, I haven't seen any episodes this season. She's like, yeah, you know what? It doesn't matter because it's going to be the same main number of characters in the in the unit trying to figure things out as there is, um, you know, every episode. It's just a different case. So it's so we ended up hanging out watching that. So shout out to SVU and uh, definite shout out to that HBO Max. Uh, I'm not... Uh, I don't write as of right now. I don't have a bunch of commercial sponsors. At first, I was kind of bummed on the HBO Max thing, but then uh, I've come around to it with a couple things they've put out. Uh, the Tiger Woods thing was phenomenal. This is really good. So um, I don't even know what it costs per month. You could probably get some kind of coupon thing to get the first three months free to check it out. But uh, I wanted to just talk a little bit about stuff I had going on this weekend, some things I thought about from last night watching this episode. And uh, you guys have a great day. Talk to you later. Hey, America, check out 16W with Norman. All the self-deprecation and stupidity you can handle available wherever you download and listen. Rate, share, and review. I'm Chris Cody. Arr! Yeah, I feel dirty.